Today's episode on Christian Talk. Is Jesus the standard in your everyday life? If not Jesus, then who or what? Or is it possible that you just don't have a standard? These are questions that I ask myself every day, not just seeking the answer, but also to remind myself the importance of having God as my standard. Committing my ways to God will allow Him to establish my thoughts. You know, it just changes my perspective on how I see things, how I receive information. Trust me, you don't want to miss this conversation that is joined with me with my three friends. This conversation is a must-have. And then after even listening to this conversation, I encourage you to speak to your friends regarding this. See what they say and ask them, what is your standard? So let's go on into this conversation on Christian Talk. Well, hello, everyone. I'm your host, Melissa Richards. And today's episode is on, is Jesus your standard of your life, especially on an everyday basis? Today, we're going to go into a 15-minute conversation regarding this topic. I have my lovely friends, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Ricky Raymond, and uh, this is my second time on, um, on, on Melissa's podcast, and it's a pleasure to be here. All right. And then I'm Gilbert Thompson. This is an awesome opportunity, and I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, and I'm Andre Anderson, and this is my first time as well, and I can't wait for this conversation. I I think it's going to be so good. Amen. I'm excited for this conversation. There's a lot that we're going to talk about. Today, we're talking about the standards. There's many different standards in life, and of course, we only want Jesus to be our number one standard. And I know in life that people get confused on the type of standards they have in life. And I, and I'm pretty much a straight shooter. So when anyone asks me, what kind of standards do you have? And I'll just say, Jesus is my standard. So today we're going to talk about how that even looks in someone's life. So I'm going to ask Andre, can you go ahead when, and let's, let's talk about it. What's the standard for you? And Well, you know, to be honest with you, um, Melissa, uh, the standard for me is Christ. Um, but there's different aspects of who he is that really resonate with me. You know, one of the, the, the passages that I often reflect on is found in Philippians um, 2, chapter 2, where it says that Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness, likeliness of God, or of men, mm-hmm. rather. And the reality is, I just think that the standard has to be servant leadership. You know, as Christians, I think we have a responsibility not to lead like the world, but to lead like Christ. And ultimately, you know, in the world that we live in, most times people think that in order to be the leader, you're telling people what to do. Um, But at the end of the day, you've got to model what it is that Christ would do in order for you to lead that way. And when you lead that way, it may not be popular. But long term, you may make some changes, whether it's to the church organization, to your home, um, to even the business that you may work in. When people see that it's okay for the leader to pick up a broom and sweep, it says a whole lot because that's not what the world generally does. I like that point. Yeah. And, you know, just to to add to Andre's point, um, you know, when we talk about standards, you know, uh, he spoke about it not being popular, but sometimes it's not easy. Right. Sometimes it, it's not it's not the easiest way out, and, and, and standards are not necessarily achieved overnight. It's something that you aspire to, right? And sometimes when when we see that we're not achieving the standard that even we set for ourselves, 
it becomes more difficult, right? We feel like, oh, we'll never get there. But 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 as somebody who follows Christ, as a Christian, you realize that it's a it, it's a it's a process, and if you stick with it, then by the grace of God, we'll get there. Amen. Amen. Now, if if Jesus isn't the standard, who is the standard? <laughs> That, that's the question, right? So if, if Jesus isn't the standard in your life, then who is the standard in your life? A lot of people put, you know, idols, musicians, athletes, uh, just, you know, world leaders at that level of the standard. And so they look up to them and they, they try to follow what they do. They try to live the life that they live. And, and when you watch, when you see what people are doing on a regular day, basis, then you begin to do that as well. Spending time with that individual or spending time watching what they're doing and how they're thinking and how they're, you know, what they're singing, the moves that they do, you start to implement that. And so if you're watching the moves that Jesus is doing, you start to implement that. If you're, if you're watching the way that he, he speaks in his word to the people that he comes around, you begin to do that. Right? Yeah. So when, when you, yeah. when you see those people in your life and, and, and they and they want to hit you on one cheek. You are willing to turn to the other cheek and and, and take another uh, take another hit. Yeah. Right. But if you don't have Jesus in your as your standard, it is too easy, too easy to get hit on one cheek and then you give them a left and a right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, Gilbert, um, and I, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to get to that standard, we have to use the word. It's the reason why I started mm-hmm. off by quoting. A biblical passage, because the reality is there's a lot of intelligent, clever, good sounding quotes that people often use, but they're not mm-hmm. biblical. Mm-hmm. You know, even even the t- even at times when we hear people saying, you know, you have to you have to make sure you're good first before you help somebody else. Really, the Bible says that it's better to serve than to be served. So when you've got people saying, I've got to make sure that I'm good first before I help somebody else, because, you know, when you go on a plane and, you know, the plane is about to crash, you got to make sure that your seatbelt is on first. Let me just say this. When Christ dies for us, he doesn't have on a seatbelt. He only has the trust that he has in his father Mm. that is going to deliver him in that moment. Well said. And, And the reality is because he understands what his mandate is, as given to him by the Father, there's a lot of unconventional things that he does. I mean, how many people in this 21st century are even going to people's houses that can't stand them? And yet, Jesus goes to every person's house who Mm. can't stand them because he's trying to show them a different kind of way. But if you don't have the Bible directing you on how to do what you do, then you may be a conglomeration of many things, but you may not necessarily be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, um, and and that's that's such a powerful point. And 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 even just speaking about like, ju- just when you set a standard, what's the point of your standard, right? What are you trying to achieve? Because because having a standard just for having a standard's sake is is useless, right? I give you an example. It's funny because when I was, when I was growing up, one of my most hated chores hated church is washing dishes i hated washing dishes and um it seemed like something simple but i do it because the dishes don't wash themselves but i don't like it <laughs> but mm-hmm. so so my i remember one time the dishes were left and my mom came in and my mom was just like you know the tip came in and she's like you know i told you to wash the dishes why well, you know what and she just like you know ripped into me and mm. i 
by the caveat, I instantly regretted my response. But <laughs> I said to my mom, <laughs> so I, I said to her, no, that no, that you did that. Uh, you know, does that? Do you think that makes me feel like doing the dishes now? Do you think you just rip into me and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna just do, do the dishes now. No, right? Even though obviously I did them out of force, but as 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 a, as somebody who's setting standards, sometimes the the obvious response is counterproductive to what it is that we're trying to get to. Yeah. So, so so setting a standard is great, but if your standard is not helping you to achieve your goals, especially as a Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. That, as, as, as Andre rightfully said, Jesus had a mandate. He knew what he wanted to do and what he wanted to achieve. And all his actions, all his standards were tied to that. Right. Mm-hmm. That way, when you get to where you want to get, you have a measurable you have a, a, a measurable quantum as to what you have achieved, where, where you are and where you need to go. A hundred percent. And I think I encourage people to make sure that as Christians or remind them that it's important to make sure Christ is your standard. And I just wanted to share uh, my my son's teacher had called me and we, we communicate often. And she said to me, I I noticed that you're very calm no matter what what I say. And she's not telling me anything bad. And my concern is the spiritual aspects of the school, what they're doing. And um, as she's telling me, oh, yeah, it's great. He's doing well. He's learning. He's he's coming. And my main focus is how is his spiritual life? How is he getting on? How is he in worship? Is he is he um, I'm asking her questions pertaining like how is he during worship? Is he interested in reading the Bible? Is he putting up his hand ready to answer questions? And she's she was asking me like she goes, I like the way that you're interested in that. And I said, well, that is really my standard for sending him to this school. So my standard is for my son to know who Jesus is more than. um, Yes, I want him to learn how to read and write, but I also might. I want him to know who Christ is first, because my standard for my my children is not for them to make sure that they they're going to be the best lawyers or the best doctors or they're going to be making one point three million dollars in this world. That that is not at all my standard. My standard is Christ. So when I have Christ as my standard, everything else is pointed to that, and everything else behind that is secondary. And once I I live that way, it's a reminder. Uh, when anything I do is Christ in it, is 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 it about God? And, you know, that's what I try to enlight- and uh, remind myself about every time I make a decision or I'm looking towards something. And I think that's that's why um, Paul says then in Philippians 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you. I'm still in the same area of passage yeah. because sometimes we say <clears throat> we want to be like Christ. Well, how can we ever get to that point if we don't think like Christ? Yeah. And the reality is. How he processes information is always going to be countercultural to what we do in our everyday lives. So I think Paul is basically telling us, as we're having this conversation today, that unless you begin to think like Christ and process like Christ and deliberate in your mind like Christ, yeah. you will never be a Christian. You'll just be a good person, mm-hmm. but you won't be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because... One of the things that we know based on John 3.16 is the Bible says, um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There won't be any good people in heaven. There will be believers Mm. in heaven. Mm. Now, this is important because there's a lot of people who are trying to live good as if that bypasses them. So as long as I'm a nice person and people love me on my job— I get to go straight through those pearly gates. But part of this journey of having the mind of Christ 
is we recognize that why we do what we do is because of him and how we do what we do is because we want his mind. That's why Paul even says in, in Romans chapter 12, let this mind be in you. It's the second time he's pretty much saying the same thing. If you don't have the mind of Christ, when crisis hits, when people reject you, when people are unkind and the list goes on, you will never um, respond in the way that God did, because you have no clue. And I think that's what this generation is struggling with. Yeah, We think that if we are good people, then somehow we're satisfying it. Now, mind you, you still have to be um, a good person and a Christian, but it's not your good works, (laughs) right? I I need to say that because we've all had some church experiences, right? (laughs) We we, we all have. But the reality is, is that God's not just asking us to be good. He's asking us to believe, Yes. Mm. Yeah, and and um, you know, th- th- something just just dawned on me when I used to have a physics teacher, and he used to say, um, he used to say, a journey of a million miles begins with a single step, but yeah. not every step ends in a million miles, right? Mm. And, and the reason is because in, in the Bible it says that he who is faithful in in few will be or in little things will be faithful in much, right? Yeah. And what happens is sometimes when we are looking at the standard of Christ, we we're, we're so used to the blockbuster. Right, mm-hmm. we should use the, the the extravagant, the miracles that we, we we fail to take into consideration the little things, mm-hmm. the small details, the single brick in the that builds the big wall. Right, all we can yeah. see is the wall, and what yeah. happens is in when 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 we look at Jesus as our standard, and when I look at Jesus as my standard, it's not necessarily you know me going only. I won't say just, but it's not only me going out and you know. Speaking, telling people about Jesus and walking and, you know, it's about when I wake up or, you know, well, how do I talk to my kids or, 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 you know, I can't come home from a day that's not so great. Do I make an effort not to take it out on my family? The little things that we sometimes gloss over, right? If we're faithful in that, right, then we can be faithful in much. And, and before Melissa jumps in, I just want to say, you know, I used to, I used to play sports and, you know, we used to always, everybody wants to play the game. Everybody wants to start. Everybody wants to be the star. But when it comes to practice, you know who's going to make be good in the game by who does practice well. If you do the basics and the fundamentals, when the game comes, you'll be good. And it's the same thing as, as a Christian. We, if we practice well, if we follow Jesus well, when the game comes, when it counts, we'll be able to stand. A hundred percent. And you know what? I always encourage people, especially Christians, encourage and also remind Jesus needs to be the standard. And I'm not saying this trying to be bossy, but what I'm saying is when you have Jesus in the st- as your standard, you're, you have such confidence. Like when I'm making a decision because I know that's what God, God is, that's where he wants me to be. And you know that a lot of times people will try to make you feel bad about your decisions, what you think you're holier than me. no. No, well, I'm not trying to be holier than you. I'm just trying to be holy. That's the standard, right? And and I don't allow people to make me feel bad. Don't I'm, and I'm not trying to seem. I did feel bad before when people used to shoot it at me. Are you trying to be holy? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to live this holy life? And then I I had to really sit down and I'm like, well, yeah, I am. He is the standard. That's what he's calling me to to be. He's calling me to be holy. And and if we don't if we don't have the confidence in what we do and allow God to be our standard, we will answer people incorrectly, we will respond incorrectly, we would respond in fear. We don't even know which way to turn left or right, and that's why it's can 
on a consistent basis, we need to know and remind ourselves God is the standard and how he wants us to be is to be intimate with him, honest with him, forgiving with others. Even when we forgive people, we do it in such a manner. They're like, whoa, it's because he's our standard. He, he calls us to forgive people. He calls us to want to forgive other people and to be intimate with other people and just do it with such confidence. And when he is your standard, you, you, ha- you don't hesitate with that. Amen. And well, what Ricky was saying, it just got me when he was saying, not just preaching to people, right? But for them to see Jesus in you. That, mm-hmm. That's huge, right? To, for them to see Jesus in you. One, one lady at my church says, not just prayer, but prayer and potatoes, right? So, so, so a lot of times we, you know, somebody's going through something and, and, we'll, and we'll say, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pray for you, right? It, and it's nice to pray for people. It is very good to pray for people. But not just prayer, but potatoes. Some people are are needing food, and you have the ability to give them food. But you say, "I'm going to pray for you." Jesus gave them food. He prayed for them, and he gave them food. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's people that you know they they need you know ten dollars for some medication, and it would change their whole life to get ten dollars. But we say, "I'll pray for you," and I and I am all about prayer. But I'm saying prayer. And potatoes. Now you know what's interesting, um, Gilbert, because um, I'm, I'm back to the text one one more time. Uh, in verse uh, seven of Philippians chapter two, um, here's what Paul says: "But he made himself of no reputation, mm-hmm. and took mm-hmm. upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeliness of men." And that that is key. I mean, that's the big part. Right. When when we're looking to make a name for ourselves, that means we're trying to create some kind of reputation right off the bat. Jesus is like, no, no, no. I don't need to come as a rock star or as an (laughs) influencer or all of these different titles that matter in this 21st century. He's like, no, no, no. I'll be the guy that's with the, you know, the napkin over my forearm and I'll just keep working the room and saying, how may I serve you? Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. People will forget rock stars, but they won't forget the people that made them feel like they were somebody. And and that that is part of the Christian experience. God is trying to say, just as I have created an experience for you, create that in somebody else. We keep thinking that discipleship is just information transfer. No, no, no. It's about experience transfer also. Wow, and, and and you know, um, it's funny. I, I have lots of stories, but I was talking to this guy once about how um, we were talking. We we're wondering, how, like, how did somebody become a king back in the day? And you know, everything we looked at was that the king was the most valiant person, was the person who went out in front of everybody. Like in the world that we live in today, it's the boss who hides behind and sends his minions out, mm-hmm. out at the front. Mm-hmm. But but back then, the, the, and and when we look at even the standard or the character of Christ, as, as Andre was just saying, what can we really do for God? We can't mm. like like can we do anything to improve God's life? No. God does everything for us. Yeah. But when we have that understanding, we realize that we are God hasn't set us in a position to stand up and, and then look down on everybody, but so everybody can do it. We are the first servants, right? Mm-hmm. When we the standard of Christ is helping somebody who cannot help themselves. Right. The same way we couldn't help ourselves, he helps us. Right. It's not helping somebody. So so you can get some more views or some more likes or or, or, or some more, you know, so, 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 some more um, recognition. It is 
putting yourself in a position that everything, you see, it's not bad to have ambition. It's not bad to improve. It's not bad to, to work hard. But the but Christ's standard is that the things that we do, we do it in order to facilitate helping people who are not able to help themselves. And we may find ourselves in that position and need the help, but whenever we can, there's a saying that I've started to say, I can't do everything, but I can yeah. do something. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I love that. Mm. And I, I just, well, before we end, I'm going to go around and ask everyone just one thing that they can say regarding encouraging someone with making sure, like not making sure, but it would be a wise choice to make God your standard and to encourage everyone. And I, as I said, when you make God your standard, you will grow. It's cons- you will grow. Like if I was to weigh out where I was five years ago in my Christianity to where I am now, um, you grow when you make God your standard. And keep in mind, if you make money the standard, <laughs> mm-hmm. your focus is how do I get it? And even if you get it, how do I get more? And 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 you're you're truly never happy. You're forever chasing chasing money, right? But when you have Christ, let me tell you the joy of just even having knowing that He has your back. It's just, it's the best feeling ever. And I encourage everyone. So I'm going to start with Andre. Can you just uh, start off with saying um, how you would encourage someone to wanting to make Christ their standard? Yeah, um, maybe here's what I'll say. When we think about the life of Joseph, we, we, we like to rush ahead to when he's second in command in Egypt. But the Bible records that long before he became a somebody, the Lord was with him. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And and maybe here's the point. Um, whether or not God is with us or not is not whether or not we're in the valley or in the mountain, but it's in our daily process of doing life. And so when there's a peace that we are able to truly say we have in our daily movings, because we know that God is with us, we know that Jesus died for us, and now we have the Holy Spirit that is helping to give us the strength to move and navigate through this life, you'll know when that happens. Because when the whole world around you is crumbling, you're standing there as if there is no storm around you. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have angst. (laughs) But when you have God with you, you should respond in a different kind of way. Why? Because Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Ricky? You know, um, in, in in just in just considering like where I'm coming from and, and you know how everything works out for me, I, um I would say that in, in okay, in this life, and let's just be real, life is not easy. Yeah. This this life is not easy. Mm-hmm. And, and and you go you will go through challenges. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, as as we would say growing up where I grew up, you you you're gonna get some licks. Right, <laughs> and if you if we know that whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to have these challenges. You might as well have Jesus on your side, yeah. right? You will not. Es- we won't escape hardships by saying, "Well, I'm not a Christian." And 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 again, from my perspective, for those for for, for those of us who are listening, and we may be thinking that, "Oh, I don't know about this Christ thing," or "I don't even know if God is real." I will guarantee you that God is real. And that he is listening. And the Bible affirms that. He says, test him. Taste him. Right? Give God a chance. If you've never knelt down and prayed, kneel down and pray. And I guarantee you, he will come through for you. He will come through. And when it, but when it happens, you can't deny the power of God. But what, what I would say is there is power that is accessible from God to you. 
And that in this world that's difficult, you may as well have that power on your side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say, spend time with Jesus. Mm. Spend time with Jesus. Whether it's, I would say both, you know, read your Bible and pray every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you learned that from when you're a little kid. That, that was the song, one of my favorites, where I'd be climbing underneath the benches because, I, you know, you shrink, shrink, shrink <laughs> if you don't read your Bible and forget to pray. But if you read your Bible and pray every day, you grow, grow, grow. And that's growing spiritually. That's being more like Jesus every single day. If you, you know, Jesus is the word, right? And so if you take the word, in, uh, the, the word of, of God, the Bible, and you're in it, and you're spending time in it, and you're reading, and you're and you're you're listening to what God has to say to you. You you treat the Bible more in, instead of treating it like uh, a magnifying glass, where you're mm. you're looking at things and scrutinizing people that are around you. You treat it more like a mirror, and so you put that mirror up to yourself, and now you're able to see the standard. The standard yeah. is Jesus Christ. Amen. And I, again, I want to encourage everyone, whoever is listening, listen, when God gives you peace in your heart, just like um, Andre said, no matter what's going on, nothing shifts you because you know God is the standard. God will work all things out for you. So, you know, I'm so glad that we had this more than 15 minute conversation, which was a delight. But you know, guys, how I go out 1031, whatever you eat, Whatever you drink and whatever you do, please do it to the glory of God. Amen.